Call forth the legend of the one win world champion. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. Nikki Hayden won a world title on consistency. Hey guys, welcome to episode 280 of Motorsport 101. Dre Harrison back at it once again with a brand new episode for you. And uh, whew, with me again, we got RJ O'Connell. Hello, sir. And don't worry, y'all. We've got a special weapon for speed. American Grizzly Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got to send for the man because I got the whole podcast for <laughs> This would be so much better oh. if Jack Miller won the race. So <laughs> oh, much better. My God, it would have been perfect, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, for those, for, okay, for the lack of context as to how we record this show, because now I feel like I kind of have to fill this in. In between the episode recordings for episodes 279 and 80, RJ insisted we watch a famous jackass clip of quote-unquote the spermathon. <laughs> so what is the premise of the spermathon? Well, all the guys get together and decide to donate a sample and have a competition based on count, volume, and speed. <laughs> How do people still listen to us on there? King, I, restore some order. <laughs> I, I'm just here to say that... Uh... Uh, I'm glad that we could see some success in Orange because the, the NBA draft is tonight. And oh yeah! <laughs> I'm King, King. Remind the masses what fan what what, what your fandom lies. The, your fandom the lies. New York Knickerbockers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can that King. Think of it this way: it can only get better. Can it? Can it? And somewhere, no, but, Stephen but I'll, I'll, I'll give you some hope. Somewhere, Stephen A. Smith just screamed very loudly into the void as Dre said that. Oh, <laughs> and enjoying himself a uh, himself his own rendition of the Utah Pizza Game. Hi, Cam. Hi, Cam Buckley. Oh, I feel like shit. I feel so so terrible, but I'm here to celebrate our new world champion, the truth. And no, not Paul Pierce. <laughs> Not Ron Kelly. You sure about that one? No. No, Paul Pierce was only a champion in 2008. It's a miracle. He wasted most of his prime, unlike Suzuki with Joe and Mir. It's a miracle. A miracle on 36th Street. Thanks, I, I hate it. Oh, you love it. <laughs> I, 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 no, I really don't. But it's a, and, and even as Cam's lungs, apparently. But um, <laughs> but in this episode, episode two eighty, we are going to break down MotoGP at Valencia, the second of the two Valencia um, weekends. The actual Valencia Grand Prix two Valencia. electric boogaloo. We don't race Formula E this year, Cam. Get it right. Um, okay, we but, did. We did earlier. a little bit. But uh, this was significant for one important reason. A new world champion was crowned as Joan Mir took it home in, in P8 and became the 2020 MotoGP world champion. Uh, Marquez has been dethroned. The king is dead. Long live the king. Um, and not just the one on the other side of the, of yeah, the podcast like window right either. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure out how we got there and how we had a fantastic fight for the win between Frankie Morbidelli and someone from the crew of Jackass. And um, we'll also break down a dramatic Moto2 race um, that had 
serious implications for one title contender and Moto3 because we got, we got a freeway title finale going that way in uh, in the lightweight category as well. So all of that, as well as the Valencia Grand Prix in the next 35 to 40 minutes or so, basically. So without further ado, we'll break down how, we, how you can follow us and all that good stuff. Of course, if you unless you're watching us right now, we're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the bell. You can find out uh, when uh, when our next stuff's coming, of course. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter, Motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles are on the screen right now. Um, but if you're listening to the audio version, we're um, at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at CBuckley917. Um, and if you really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. $5 gets you into the... Uh, I'll take that back. Five dollars gets you early access to all our audio shows. The ten dollar version gets you in the supporters club of our Discord server, where you can listen to these episodes live as they're being recorded, and you get all the early access for the video and audio shows as well. So you can check that out if you haven't already, and you can find all those details and more on our website, Motorsport One Hundred One. Dot com. Uh, all of that on there as well, including a cool blog for all your written stuff as well. But without further ado, let's break down the 2020 Valencia Grand Prix. The theme of the weekend in motorsport continued as MotoGP's first match point for 2020 became available for one Johan Mir. And it looked like we were in for a spicy one when Frankie Morbidelli took pole position in changeable conditions bit of sprinklings of rain here and there, with Jack Miller close behind for Pramac and Takanakagami again on the front row. The major title contenders tripping over themselves once again, with Maverick Vinales 6th, Fabio Quattararo down in 11th, and champion-elect Mir himself in 12th. For the second race in a row, major title implications on the opening lap as Fabio Quattararo got bumped at the turn 2 apex and fell all the way to the bottom of the board. Mir gained two spots going up to 10th, meaning he was now champion-elect as things stood, with Maverick having to sink down to 11th of another poor start, and then even worse, Fabio himself crashing out at turn two on lap nine, ending his title campaign altogether. At the front, the only other eligible contender was now leading the race as Frankie tried to break free from Jack Miller, but even the win wouldn't be enough as Mir was up to eighth after Johan Zarco crashed at turn one. Also, heartbreak for the M101 Discord server as Taka fell as he tried to pass Polar Spagaro for a podium spot at the final corner. Good one, Pain! Pain! (laughs) Deep pain. Why why can anyone make the pain go away? (laughs) (laughs) That was the softest King's ever spoken on this server. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, The race was largely pretty stable besides that initial opening drama until the end as Jack Miller threw the house trying to pass Frankie for the win on the final lap, including a bold block pass attempting to turn four that Frankie would counter. The turning weakness of the Ducati showed once again as Frankie Morbidelli held on for the win by just under a tenth of a second. But none of that really mattered as Johan Mir crossed the line in eighth safely to win the 2020 MotoGP World Championship. And with Suzuki also seeding the team title as well, it would be the first major titles for Suzuki as a team since Kenny Roberts Jr. in 2000. This on their 100th anniversary as a manufacturer. Ladies and gentlemen, we have it. He's done it. Johan Mir is the, the new world champion. Consistency Who wins that? championships. 
it's it's incredible. It's like we 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 would never have guessed this even as even in July when the season restarted. You would never have guessed in a million years that Mir would be the one that would come through and win it. We've still looked at him as a, even as a months bit into of a, the season. We still looked at him as like a promising midfielder last year. We were not thinking title contender. And then Styria happened. Styria happened, and I think that was the flashpoint that turned him into a different rider almost overnight. I remember that, right? Like, he should have won in Styria. He had a three-second lead, and then the red flag came out, and Maverick had to leap off his motorcycle. He has to. He hasn't got a new set of tyres to put on. He limps home in fifth, and then ever since then, result, 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 again and again. Third, passing people San Marino, second in Emilia Romagna. I say second that's the one the for Catalan me. It was that mm. first, uh, it, that that first podium in Austria just set him up for the rest of the year. He was relentless in every race since, barely finishing off the podium. Second, just, fourth, just, third, gonna... second, second, eleventh, and uh, I don't even remember what happened at that race. Just poor. I, I, like, yeah, that, it was, that was it. I think that was just Suzuki was off the pace there. Third, yeah, third, yeah, at Le Mans. Yeah, and Le Mans was uh, all over the place. That it race was a was wet race, wild. and he had never raced uh, a premier class bike in the wet before. His first ever wet race. Yeah, that's what did it. Yeah, because um, just... I'm looking where. Uh, <coughs> I'm looking Can we just Rand say was. though that, like in the yeah. history of MotoGP, we have one race to go. If Johan Mir finished the season without ever winning a race, this will be the least amount of wins that a top class World Grand Prix motorcycle racing champion has ever won to win the title. Nikki yeah, Hill had two wins, and then you have to mm. go back to guys who raced in the 1940s and 50s. To find somebody who... Nobody's ever won the title having won just one race. Never in the top flight. Clinching it with a round in hand, no less. Yep. That's the craziest thing. He won one race all season and he won it with a round to spare. Comfortably. Like, yep. what? That, that's just utterly ridiculous. And yeah, it, as you guys all alluded to, just bulletproof consistency was always there. Didn't matter where he qualified, would always gain ground. If he felt good on the bike... He was on the podium in the second half of the season. Yeah, his and lowest uh, his lowest representative finish in the the second half of this season was fourth in Styria, which, as you said, he should have won in France. He yeah. was the highest Suzuki, and it and he had never raced in the rain before. And in Valencia, he just decided to do what was necessary for the title. He didn't bother to push any further. Yeah, simple as that. Just just took <coughs> and just. And where everybody else tripped up over each other, had bad rounds like Dovi being taken out and, you know, Morbidelli and Quattararo really struggling in the latter half of the year, especially Quattararo. We'll get to him in a minute. But uh, oh, just guys just tripping over each other. Mir was the one that would always stand through in in the end. And yeah, it that's what made the difference in the end. It was it was just it was consistency, consistency, consistently just, just smashed yeah. out results. Didn't Best take finish. any necessary chances. Best finish in 2019 of fifth in Australia. This year in representative year well. rounds. In representative rounds, his lowest finish was fifth. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And 
But I think there's going to be a lot of people in that field that are going to be just tripping. Like, like they're going to be so upset that they didn't win the title this year because, like, there was there was a golden chance for a, for five or six riders in this field to win the title. And if circumstances were a little bit different, Dovi and his tires not working out on the Michelin this year. You know, Rins, if he didn't injure himself in qualifying at the very first round, I think he would have been right up there this year, um, without a doubt. Frankie Morbidelli will probably brew that blown engine in the second Haref race. Yeah, where he was that's the one that I'm thinking of in hindsight, because oh, that win, if he didn't blow that engine early in the year, uh, we would be having many, many different discussions about the, the tone of Franco Morbidelli's season, which, by the way, is an accomplishment of self. But I'm just glad that people are being rational and not slapping this title with an asterisk because Mark Marquez got himself injured in the first race. It's the same opportunity for everybody else on the grid, and Yoan Mir was the one that took advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if anything, it's been more the media trying to spin that up than the actual fans I've seen in discourse on the internet. Everyone was just like, yeah, Mir was great, deserved it, no <coughs> no, 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 problem, no questions asked. Well, and one, uh, one quote-unquote um, divisive HRC boss. Well, we all know what, 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 that, what that man is like, but, um, you know, look, your, your man's made a mistake. Unfortunately, it was one that cost in the end. This was the whole theme of the year. Given it was only a 14-race calendar to begin with, a mistake would be punished that much more due to the smaller calendar. It's probably what cost Rins a championship shot. It's probably what cost Crutchlow a championship shot. You know, injuring themselves early doors. Banyaya was in the mix. He broke his leg round three. You know, just you could, you could just chalk names off the board. Um, as as I mean, half, half the panic was it... Was yeah. The guy who didn't make mistakes won the title. Yeah. And and that's how it should be in motorsport. Even if you only win once as opposed to four, five, or six times like we normally get with champions in this sport. It's y- going to be... Yoan Mir is just out here dropping the full Mac Kenseth on MotoGP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and there's, there's something poetically beautiful about that, too. Not just the, the guy that wins 10 rounds and, 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 and takes the year. There's some there's equal pleasure in seeing the consistency win a championship. I, I know NASCAR hates that sort of thing, ironically, when you mention Kenseth um, with, with he, their playoff He's format, the but... reason we have the playoff system. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's quite, a, there's quite a unique parallel to that. And look, I want to give a shout out and a salute to all of that Suzuki team. They have worked so hard to get to this point. And let's not forget, they only came back as a manufacturer five years ago. And, and Dre, Dre, we talked about it in your, your hangout the other day. Mm. They were nowhere in 2018. They were nowhere two years ago. They were still they were still reading from losing Maverick Vinales, and they were they were trying to find themselves as a team again. And they thought was, Andre Iannone was the best they could get to replace Maverick Vinales. Yeah, and they didn't have they didn't really have an engine. They had a good chassis, but they didn't have much power. And well, you're just, just wondering well, what what could they do with this? Andrea really screwed up the development direction of yeah. that bike, and getting him out of that team got them back on track. And it's turned into the bike with the widest operating window. You can make mistakes on the Suzuki and it will forgive you. Yeah. And that allows you to ride the bike into the ground. And unlike yeah. the Honda, or to an extent this year, the 2020 Yamaha, 
you don't need sheer brute talent and strength to bring it back. The bike will let you do it. Yeah, exactly. It's it that is that flexibility and versatility that, that's what's shined through for him. And like I said, the turnaround in the last two years has been incredible. Um Davide Brivio deserves a hell of a lot of credit. He's the one that, that gambled on Mir as a talent. I know there was a lot of people lining up for his signature when he was in Moto Three when he won ten races that year and took the Moto Three title. But, you know, Brivio was able to talk Mir around and he, he was looking a little ropey in Moto2 when he started out, you know, but it was like, nope, we're bringing him up no matter what, basically. doesn't matter what he does in Moto2. He's come in and second year in the class won a world championship. That's an incredible achievement. Like, that is an unbelievable achievement. And, you know, Davide took a punt on him as a talent and it worked out beautifully. And, yeah, a lot of guys get lost in Moto2 and he didn't. And... He deserves a lot of praise. Sylvain Gintoli deserves a hell of a lot of praise as test and development rider as well. Our boy! Ginters. Our boy! Ginters! Uh, as, as the last remaining member of Bike Live on here, I am delighted that the, I can say that the Ginters joke has led to a world title for Suzuki. No. I'm so happy. Still I'm with so... Ginters! Still with Ginters! <gasps> yes! And look, everyone loves Ginders in the paddock. Everyone's he's basically an Englishman at this point. Everyone loves him in that camp. And I'm so glad that so many people on Twitter pay tribute to Ginter's contribution as well because he's had a vital hand in developing that Suzuki into what it is today. And he he's owed a lot of credit for getting that factory where it is because again, as Cam said, they were nowhere two years ago and they've turned it in. They've turned themselves from one of the worst factories in the sport to the best factory in the sport have won two championships and have got a shot at the Triple Crown at Portimao in two weeks' town. Um, they, they've, they've, they're head-to-head with Ducati. It's a straight-up dogfight. They are tied on points going into the final round of the championship. So uh, yeah. Suzuki, their, highest rider, their highest rider in 2018 <clears throat> was Rins, fifth in the championship with a single second place, a single third place, and a whole lot of nothing otherwise. Mm-hmm. Sorry, then, I can't. I can't read this. It was a few more podiums, but more or less a couple of podiums, and then a whole lot of midfield running. And they've got a good chance at one and two in the championship next week, having yeah. half it's, the bikes available, crazy. of course. And I think they'll have earned it because you know Ducati have uh, stunk. They stink. Yeah. They they, they owe Pramac a fruit basket. A big yep. fruit basket because Pramac has bailed them out multiple times this year. Who's um, to say that Pramac is not the actual <coughs> factory Ducati team? Who's to say? And and, and that and that's what's crazy about all this as well. Like we forget in the race for the win, like and, and how open and how wild this season has been with five new winners in it, nine winners this season in general. It's amazing that a Pramac is not one of those nine winners this year. And we again were a tenth of a second away from a Pramac win today. We have to talk about this because the race was like the final lap was in this race between Frankie Morbidelli and Jack Miller was fantastic viewing. Injected into my veins. Yeah, this track famously does not promote much in the way of overtaking, but that didn't stop Jack Miller from trying. He threw <laughs> everything at Frankie to get past. I'm Jack oh. Miller, and this is stilt boxing with a Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a, what that, a good That's fight. going on the M101 Twitter. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that, that's so true. You know what's that, great? That's... You know what? You know what threw me off looking at these 2018 results? What the fact that... that the Sixers are trading Al Horford for Danny Green? Oh, why? Why? Why would you say these things? No, the <laughs> fact that the fact that the results table here is split by one race that just says C. You know the one. Oh yeah, Silverstone. <clears throat> Hashtag canceled. Oh boy. But yeah, th- this was a great battle. Um, it's a fantastic battle. The Ducati's so fucking fast in a straight line. Yeah, I thought Miller was going to have them. And if he got around, I'm thinking, if he gets around, there's no way he's giving this lead back up. And Morbidelli was just like, well, hold on a minute there, partner. You may have got ahead of me this time, but didn't put me away. I don't think so. Yep, the Ducati's turn in weakness meant that every time Jack pulled off the move, and he pulled it off, I think, about three times over the course of the final lap. I think the lead switched hands about, like, seven times in that last lap alone. Yeah, they they spent more of the lap alongside each other than not at a track that does not promote passing. But uh, every time he got past, Miller couldn't get the bike turned in to block off the inside. Mm. And Frankie could just fire up, fire the Yamaha back up the inside on him. It was art. It was fantastic, and God bless Miller for trying. Yeah, it, it was it was fantastic racing. Oh God, it was it, that was the the second best lap of twenty twenty. How did I go this long without watching MotoGP? How did I go this long between stints of like following MotoGP seriously? Oh, I, I'm I'm glad we've been able to talk so many people around. Um, because uh, yeah. Uh, a phenomenal avenue for the season. Again, this is between two guys on two independent bikes, clearly fighting for a win. You would never have seen that even three years ago, and that's what the sport's that's done to improve itself. Well. Yeah. Mir's championship is the first championship since Casey Stoner in 2007 that was not won on a Honda or a Yamaha. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, goodness. Gracious. That is absolutely crazy. Man, was... like... These concessions, they work, y'all. Yep. They, yeah, that they, means they, in they the work. 21st century, it's Roberts, it's Stoner, and it's Alex Rins. Yeah. It's, it's just... Oh, I, I... Well, Mir. <sighs> yeah, it's Mir, yeah. It's okay, so it's Roberts. So, take two. It's Roberts... It's Stoner and it's Joanne Muir. That's the only three people in the 20th century that have won a championship on something that wasn't a Honda and wasn't a Yamaha. Yeah. Just un- unbelievable statistics. Yeah. And uh, in this most wild of years, it's kind of fitting. No kidding. Speaking it's... of Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the post if Lynn Jarvis's job wasn't under threat before, sure as hell should be now. Because I had a thought exercise because a friend of mine texted me was just like, I don't know about Vinales and Corderaro. And then I just asked him, well, what if you were in charge of Yamaha and you had the opportunity to just completely start from scratch and blow up the team? And if you can't get Mark Marquez, you could get anybody else. I, uh, honestly, I only drop one rider from any of the four bikes, and that's Valentino, based on, he just, he doesn't have his speed anymore, and I go and get Davi. 
But I don't Why blow not? up the team as far as the riders. The the riders are not the aforementioned number one problem. It's a factor. Number one but- problem. We'll we'll get into that. I think they need to blow up their engine their engine department first of all, because this year was a disaster. And they oh, cheated. don't worry, the engine department's already blowing up spectacularly at speed. Yeah, and I think they really need to integrate some sports psychologists into that team because man, Vinales and Fabio folded like tissue paper under the pressure this year. Cordovar yeah. should have this title under lock and key after sweeping Hareth. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> after, uh, other than his three wins, he did not score a podium. Yeah, it's a strange parallel where if he was good, he'd win. If he was bad, he's not on the podium. He'd If he struggled. was bad, he was fringe points. Yeah, it's, it's so erratic. 13. I mean, Thir- at at Styria, 13, and Styrian Grand Prix aforementioned, crazy shit happened there. Yeah. Uh, Aragon, pole position, ended up 18th after a tire, uh, a tire problem. Mm. 14th at the European Grand Prix, and he folded the front twice. And he's just yeah. throwing away all kinds of points. The thing that worries me is Vinales because we talked about this off air. Like he's like one of the few guys that has a genuine X factor over Mark Marquez, a healthy yeah. Mark Marquez. If he gets off to a clean start up front and the bike is just right, he's unbeatable. Yeah, but that's There's... such a thin window. Like we're not talking about needs... prime Seb Vettel 2011, 2013. No, Vinales, I've called him the king of the hypotheticals before because it's such a a fringe case where he's comfortable on the bike. And even this year, he hasn't done it. I think he did it one race all year where he got out to a lead and held on to it. Oftentimes this year, he'll get a good start and then just drop. Yeah, just drops drops off like a stone. Like, this race, again, was a peak example of that. Lost five places on the opening lap. Started sixth. By the end of lap one, he was running 11th. You're not going to win races yeah. doing that. You, like, you, 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 he gives himself far too much work to do, because it's just, which is a, a worrying concern for the guy that might have more raw pace than anyone on the grid, including Mark. He's one of the few guys that know. has the raw pace to match him <coughs> in qualifying. He doesn't have so, Mark's so, flexibility is the problem. Yeah. It's like in, yeah. in 5% of cases, he's fast enough. But look at look at Phillip Island last year. Mm. The Yamaha, in theory, should be out-cornering just about anything. And yet, Mark played with his food for 20 laps. He had that race under lock and key. He just didn't go for the move until right at the end. Yeah. Look, Fabio, I'm not so concerned about. He's still only 21 years old. He has plenty yeah. of time to get it all together. Maverick's yeah. 25 now. This is like his fifth, I want to say, fifth season in the top flight. Fourth or fifth. Like, and it started th- off, remember his first, when he came into Yamaha, still wearing 25, and he reeled off, what, three race wins? Yeah. Just one right the off first the five. Man was going to be unbeatable five. in the start of 2017. We thought, and we thought okay, Marquez has found his, his nemesis. And then he got broken over Marquez's knee and has yeah. never really been the same. He'll start off the season, wins their podiums, and then just falls mm-hmm. off and never really comes back. 
save a couple of flashes. Say say what you will about the state of Yamaha. I'll sum it up in one swift sentence. Whatever happens, worst case scenario, they will have a 50% win rate at worst for the season, depending on how Portimao plays out. They'll have nothing to show for it. I mean, if, yeah. No a, titles. A, a 50%, no titles and you cheated. You cheated. Yeah, a, you know. a 50% win rate would normally get you a championship in most forms of motorsport, one way or another. They're going to yeah. have nothing to show for it. Not only like I have nothing to show for it, there's there's the best placed rider for a Yamaha right now is Franco, who has been the only consistent one, um, other than yeah. uh, other than two. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the results right now. He's been the only one who hasn't been just nowhere for sections of the season. He might yeah. have one bad race here and there. It's the early mechanical failures that cost him a legitimate shot at the title. Yeah, two this, early if retirements. If not for that, we're having a title-deciding race in Portimao. But even yeah. then, Mir had two retirements early on in the season. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter in that sense. But look, they, they, they should have been up there for the team standings. Look, they have arguably the best team in the sport in Patronus. They've won six yeah. races this season. Six. Three you each. Have, you have Matt, just look at the names. Franco Morbidelli, Fabio Quartararo, and Maverick Vinales. You have three of the best young riders, relatively speaking, in the sport. And you have won half the races this year. And yet, last year's bike is going to be the highest one in the championship. Probably. Oof. You cheated. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. And that cost you the Constructors' Championship. Yeah. And you were going to have nothing minus to 50. show for it. Minus 50 in the constructor standings. Minus 37 for... for They lost 57 points between their two factory teams. Because of the it's illegal battle situation. It's yeah. embarrassing. And and if you ask anybody, cheat. you know how bad cheating looks in Japan? I know it's more of a cultural thing, but... They look at cheating with tremendous dishonor. Like this is, uh, this is that's hitting a little bit too close to home. If you follow no, Super RJ, don't. We're not touching yeah. that. No, we're no, not it's touching fine. that. It's fine. But, it's and, fine. but more to the point, I really don't think Fabio and Vinales get along. Those two have had a couple really close calls out on track. We had one on lap one. Fabio outbroke himself and almost took Vinales with him. Oh yeah, it was. We'll inches. see what happens. In I uh, those two on the same team could be caustic. You Whoa, can't see it, but I'm eating the popcorn right now. It's delicious. <laughs> and I mean, they talked all that good shit coming into the season after preseason testing. They looked like they were oh, yeah. the force, and mm-hmm. Mears just come up and ripped the title right out from under him. A lot of people yeah. had a feeling that, hey, don't, don't overlook Mir, don't overlook Suzuki. No. And, and the we, Suzuki we, now is arguably what the Yamaha was a couple years ago. It's like what the 2015 Yamaha was. It has such a, a wide range of conditions where it is at it, in its element that it works everywhere. Whereas the 2020 is. Yamaha is almost becoming like the Honda, where if you go over that edge, it'll bite your head off. Yeah. And that has been what's cost Yamaha so dearly. Um, it's it's, uh, it's Honda, but without the upside, because Honda has harnessed the force of a supernova for their engine. Ironically, you know what it is? 
It's a prototype version of a Suzuki Hayabusa. But they are deciding to wear their helmets for a change. Oh, oh God. God. Isn't that ironic that Suzuki, the manufacturer of the fastest production bike ever made up to that point, pre, uh, pre-regulations, pre-gentleman's agreement, is winning on a finesse bike. Yeah. I think that's just <laughs> wonderful. I almost yeah, argue it's not even though. a finesse bike because you can just you can ride it however you want. The bike is okay with like it. Like a ragdoll. Yeah, it's just versatile. Yeah. And, and that's uh, what's done them in. And two two out of the three uh first and third in the championship. Yeah. And it's uh, all Suzuki and Yamaha at the front. Indeed. Crazy stuff. Top five the whole way. Is uh yeah. is, is is very in shades well, of blue. Top five, and then there's two fives because Shout-outs to Andrea Davizioso in sixth. Still plugging away on that pig. Uh, Still has a semi-decent chance of second overall. He's tied with Fabio. Yeah. He can beat Fabio in the title. For the sake of pride, a quick rundown. Mir's got 171 points each champion guaranteed. Morbidelli has 142. Rins has 138. Maverick has 127. Fabio and Dovi... Still have 125, and Paul Espagaro has 122. There's six men who can still finish second. King, the King uh, KTM the King rider. <laughs> can finish second. Including a man in a KTM. Yes. Who'd have funk it? Oh, Lord. It I don't, I don't know if that would happen, but if Paul has a good race in the finale, he could easily end up fourth. Yeah, easily. The way that's playing out. But uh, we'll be back for MotoGP's season finale at Portimount next weekend. Uh, It's going to be tremendous. I cannot wait for this end of season finale. Because not only have we got the fight for second over there in in MotoGP for the first time in Portimount for the season finale. We'll also have two more title deciders in Moto2 and Moto3 with multiple riders eligible in those champions. We'll give you a quick rundown of Moto2 real quick. There was big title implications on this one, but not for the person you'd expect. Sam Lowe's had a horrendous uh, high side in FP3 on Saturday morning. Bike landed on his wrist um, in the middle of that crash. It was a nasty accident. Thankfully, he was able to walk away and get it strapped up. He had to qualify about an hour or so later. He could only manage 18th, um, and he would go on to finish the race in 14th. His wrist looked like someone had slapped a tennis ball on top oh, of it by Jesus. the time it was all said and done. It was yeah, he nasty. Was, there was a couple injuries. This, we didn't even mention it with MotoGP. Alex Marquez had a crash and he had a, a bone marrow edema in his left hand. Yeah. And, 23 uh, G impact on his coccyx. Yeah. On his ass. Basically. He landed yeah. on his tailbone. He landed on a bone of a part of a body that humans don't have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, meant that his wrist was falling asleep during the race, which is not what you want on a uh. near as enough 300 horsepower motorcycle. Nope, 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 nope. Not uh, it, and, Chief. And, th- and that was only the second most gruesome injury of that weekend. Um, yeah, Lowe's had to limp home in 14th. Still got two very, very important points in the context of the championship. Um, meanwhile, we also had a bit of heartbreak on that one because we got to the final lap of the Moto2 race. Fabio DG Antonio leading by the better part of a second. He's half a lap away from his first ever uh, Moto2 victory, and then he crashes at turn six's hairpin. God damn it. 
Fabio, not again. He's done this before where he's... How many times has he been denied a win on, like, the last lap of a race? How many times? Two or three times. Yeah, just slid out from underneath him. Lost the rear, slid out at turn six. Half a lap to go. DG cost himself the win with a spin. Marco Bezzecchi gets ambushed on the final sector by Jorge Martin and Hector Garzo. Martin steals the win and takes revenge from Styria. Remember that one? Um, <laughs> and how that one played out. Martin t- uh, basically just took Bez's lunch money um, on the back on the back half of the final lap. Hector Garzo with a career-high finish in second for the Pons team. Yeah, the Pons team. Where the hell have they been all year um, in Moto? Two and Marco Bezzecchi would would finish in third. Vital points for his title campaign taken away off the final race. Um, so, Anaya Bastianini has a fourteen point lead. He finished in sixth on the day. Luca Marini finished fifth on the day. Um, so Bastianini has one hundred and ninety points. Sam Lowe's is fourteen points back in second on one hundred and eighty. Luca Marini has one seven six. Um, and Marco Bezzecchi has one seven one twenty three points back. So any of those four men can win the Moto2 Championship next weekend. It is mathematically possible. Bez needs a long shot. In fact, Bastinini is, is... It would take a lot for Bastinini not to win the title, but if he, he falls... He's got to keep it on the black stuff. Right. If, if he keeps it upright, he probably wins the title. If he doesn't... Goodness only knows what happens there with the yeah, with second, third, and fourth only nine points apart. Uh, yeah, um, I, 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 I don't normally go for the whole British grit angle approach, but that was a hell of a ride from Sam Lowe's to even get a couple of points uh, so given his rough, golf ball rest. Proper ride. Yeah, proper, 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 proper riders. The proper riders ride there from uh, Sam Lowe's at the end there. We also had a breakout winner in Moto3. Tony Arbolino winning by a second and a half in that one, breaking off the pack and ends up taking uh, his first win of the year. And Arbolino all of a sudden, again, has an outside chance of the title despite missing a race due to having to self-isolate. Oh, um, wow. Uh, he won Sergio, not the golfer Garcia in second. He beat, um, who was it now? It, it was Raul, Raul Fernandez one on one. Yeah. He beat, he beat Fernandez one on one over the line to take second and third. Uh, Albert Arenas was in the second group in fourth and Ayagura was eighth on the day, um, in the end. So, Again, we have a freeway title fight going into the final round. Albert Arenas on 170 points. Ayagura minus eight back on 162. Um, and uh, Tony Arbolino third on 159. So King? the top three covered by 11 points. King, I think we're going to have to get up early for this one. Yeah. Me and Cam too. We're, we're going to have to... We're going to have to brew some coffee at 3 in the morning, uh, walk into the Discord in our PJs and our best mm-hmm. slippers. Yeah, 5 a.m. starts in Portugal. Bathrobe and Henny. Bathrobe and Henny. Hey, it's 5 in the morning. Who's drinking? I mean, I know it's 5 o'clock somewhere, but it's typically not 5 in the morning. <laughs> that I you know. go drink. I know. All right, Shannon Sharp down there. Jesus. Um, but uh, yeah, three like three big racists on next weekend. The fight for second in MotoGP and two big world title deciders in the intermediate and lightweight classes. Agura knows, sorry, like, Arenas knows first or second will guarantee him the championship in the final round. But this is Moto3. Uh, good luck figuring that one out. 
uh, on that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, also a, a minor confession. You may have seen that in the background just then. Uh, I, 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 I think I might have won up to King in the takeout stakes there. That is a Domino's box in the background. <laughs> you piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my We're God. even, King. We're even. You uh, actually ordered food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. It's 11 o'clock p.m. here in the UK. Is, the, is that me. the kebab pizza? Is that the kebab it is, pizza? It is the kebab pizza. Wow, I'm that is, that is excess. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the commitment to excess. Like, why choose between a pizza and a kebab when you can have both? Like, what's like, what's the answer? Like most things, is yes. Precisely. (laughs) That'll do it for episode two eighty of Motorsport One Hundred One. Please check out the MotoGP season finale at Portimao. It's going to be fantastic next weekend. Um, Because who cares about Formula One anymore? That one's wrapped that up. Who cares? Get Bahrain out of the way. Um, We'll come back for the Oval on that one. Um, But uh, hey. MotoGP's two big seasons, two big title deciders going down to the wire in that one. It's going to be great. Places you can find us one more time. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101, Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101, Twitter and Motorsport underscore 101. Handles on the screen at Harrison 101 HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at Doomguy 917. Um, <laughs> we're also on Patreon if you want to back us financially on there. Patreon.com forward slash motorsport 101 $5 gets you early access to all of our shows audio wise video wise for the $10 um, as well as the supporters club and the discord server we'll be back probably in two weeks time actually because we haven't actually got any major motorsport this weekend isn't that funny wow Mm. it feels like 2019 all over again you know what time it is normality I know what time it is (laughs) what time is it Ken for that exalted watch party. No, 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 no we're not tempted no, to no, watch Driven. No, no, we're, we're not watching Driven. I will fight people no, on the street. No, not that one. <laughs> I'd rather watch the Spermathon again than watch that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, yay. I propose a week off, gentlemen. We've all earned it in here. We all need yay. to rest up and recover. A week Yay. off. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Hopefully, we'll space these out a little bit so we don't keep you too bored for content. But uh, a week off, everybody. We'll see you in a fortnight for Formula One in Bahrain and MotoGP's end of season watch party for Portimao. Until then, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been Chris Pontius, Steve O, and Johnny Knoxville. And until next time, thank you very much for watching. And this has been Jackass. Sayonara. Bye. <laughs> Later, y'all. Yamaha's valves really said rip and tear until it is done to their championship <laughs> chances. Also on the watch party notes, uh, next year is the 20th anniversary of Triven. We're not watching Triven! <laughs> no. You're going to have to surgically tape me to the chair for me to watch that. Oh, robot chicken style. Oh, yes.